Hello, Peter. Hello, Suzanne. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. We're here with Sex Advice for Seniors, and our guest hasn't appeared, so we decided that we're going to do this on our own. But that's yeah. okay because people like listening to us talk anyway. It's fine. And what <laughs> I thought we would talk about is is about the idea of being sex positive and what that actually yeah. means in practice. Because a lot of there's that word that kind of floats about, and I have, you know, I I I, I kind of never really said that about myself mm. until I came across this community of people that describe themselves as sex positive. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. What is that all about? Yeah. Yeah. It's something I, I've been interested interested in for quite a while actually. Um as you say, you know, just being positive around issues of sex and sexual relationships. And being able to talk about it, you know, not necessarily wanting to hook up or to to do anything about it, just but just to be open about sex. And I think that still is a bit of a taboo for a lot of people. Maybe not for younger people, but certainly certainly for us, for I our think, age group. Yeah, I mean, I suspect that it's it's still quite challenging for all age groups because sex is still something that's marginalized in mm. in in just general conversation and i know that back in my more extreme days a lot of my friends definitely did not want to go there <laughs> they were like yeah. they just they didn't want to go there at all they were like that's, yeah, that's nice for you but i don't need to hear days, about it your extreme days were pretty extreme though so <laughs> I'm not, you know, entirely surprised. I wonder how much there's um, a, a, a gender difference as well. Um, you know that that when women are together, they talk about it much more, and when men are together, they well, they talk about it as well, but not in any sort of sophisticated or open way. It's just a bit of general banter about you know, how fuckable some people are. And, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, it is still pretty much a taboo subject, to, you know, to talk about about it deeply, you know, to actually get behind the facade of, of sexual relations. Yeah, I, and what I, as I've grown, you know, as I get older, what I recognise is that, when you are in a community of people that are happy to talk about it, and it's one of the many topics that you discuss, like you're not also fixated on it, but it's something that you all feel comfortable about. There's a level of intimacy that you develop with people that mm. you don't achieve when it's not part of the conversation, because there is a vulnerability around discussing sex and, and one's own feelings about it that is deeply, deeply personal. And like mm. you said, general banter is banter. But but when you get to the heart of it, you know, feelings about insecurity, feelings about your own body and how you feel about that when you're being intimate with somebody, you know, just, just the feelings that you have uh, and some of your own challenges maybe about your sexuality, that's mm. that's like deeply, deeply personal stuff. And when you when you meet sex positive people, it it, it is actually really um, 
nice <laughs> to, yeah. to 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 be able to just relax and just think if it suddenly floats into the conversation it's not like a big deal where people are like oh god don't talk about it yeah yeah i think that's right i was just thinking then for a second um that maybe that's that's the attraction of things like naturism and nudism and stuff like that it's not necessarily that you know they're just gagging for sex and 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 mm. want to get naked for that reason, but simply because they want to be around people who are equally positive about their bodies and about, mm. you know, being open to those sort of things. And I wonder if, I mean, I've never been part of that scene, but I wonder if the discussions that take there are much take place there are much more sort of open and uh, sex positive as well as bo- body positive. I don't know. My experience of naturism is that naturism is that naturists can be quite disturbed by people who confuse sex and being mm. naked. And, yeah, exactly. And certainly, the people that I've met, like in Capdag, you know, the naturist group, is mm. that they they see themselves as quite separate from the people who get naked and then want to have sex. Mm. They are people who, as you said, they're body positive, but being body positive and being sex positive feels quite different. Mm. Being body positive is, as you acknowledge, being comfortable in your body and being sex Mm. positive is being comfortable to talk about issues around sex and intimacy, which, Mm. which may or may not involve being comfortable with your body. I mean, it was actually in Spain, in Las Palmas, that I was introduced to a group of people that were, that, you know, called themselves sex positive, having not really been in any group like that before, just kind of fell into it. And one of the things it, we are, we sort of now became a little subgroup of, of there's four women and we all, we all share different thoughts about what's going on <laughs> in our lives and stuff. And it's, you know, sometimes it's funny. We're just, you know, talking about adventures that people have or, or whatever. And sometimes it's about our concerns, whether it's concerns about, you know, um, things that people are, are, are being asked to do, you know, cause this is women. So, and if mm. you're sex positive and you're a woman often, you know, it's, it, it's misunderstood by men that that means that you're freely available to do whatever yeah. they want you to do. Right. It means that yeah. you're just so ultra cool that anything is on the menu um, yeah, of, yeah. of possibilities, which it's not, you know, it's just, it's not any different than anybody else. It's just, it's just, you're willing to say, well, actually that, sound, that sounds kind of interesting or no, that's not really very interesting at all. You know? mm. and I yeah. Know. But the way men work means that we, we search for any opportunity, which, <laughs> <laughs> which might open the gates to uh, a quick shag, you know, and that's, it's very difficult to separate all these things out, body positive, sex positive, you know, whether you're open to, you know, whether you're open to kink or BDSM and all these sorts of things. There seem to be so many different um, things that, that you might get involved in and want to get involved in. And yet, you're not quite sure which compartment you fit in, you know, and and that's quite difficult to, you know, to uh, 
to navigate as a man, I think, sometimes. Yeah, and and we know as well from the people that we've spoken to that if you're in your 60s, the likelihood is that the majority of people will have been involved in very traditional relationships. And, you know, mm-hmm. most of the people that, you know, the, the, the woman that we spoke to last week about dating, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, she was clearly looking for another long-term, yeah. fairly traditional, I would imagine, monogamous relationship. Sure. So I don't know how many people of our age are exploring this. I certainly think there's a lot more of them than there used to be, or there's certainly more visibility um, of those people than there were previously because of, you know, apps and and just the accessibility to people with kinks and, and all of that. But yeah. I also think that... Um, it's also as, a generational thing, you know, where the, the boomers and the Generation X is coming through now and, uh, you know, and is more, more present in all sorts of ways, has more time, um, yeah. wants to catch up on stuff that they missed out on, maybe. Um, yeah. go, you know, I don't know what the statistics are, but I imagine there's probably, you know, they're splitting up and post and uh, post divorce and all sorts of things so um you know it's what it's why old people are older people are are you know in the rock scene or in the in cars or whatever you know there's <laughs> there's just this this bulge of, of older people who are mm-hmm. kind of dominating in lots of ways yeah and you know they came i suppose if you look slightly older people that came out of being hippies and free you know quote yeah, unquote, yeah. F- free love and and all of this so there the is cultural movement yeah yeah so there mm. is you know there is some degree but you know what i've what i've noticed recently is it seems that more people are exploring things for instance like polyamory as an example mm. like mm. i've met quite a few people older people that um that are either in polyamorous relationships or would like to be in polyamorous relationships and you know thinking about how they can juggle more than one partner or have mm. their cake and eat it too which is what <laughs> i think it is um <laughs> right. i just yeah. i just think it's not it's not it's it's a kind of fantasy and and i suspect that's that's the thing that's the other thing is that um is that there's a lot of fantasizing that goes on about this. And as you said, men just trying to get their end away in mm. any way that they can <laughs> without really the sort of deeper understanding of what that actually means in practice. Mm. Because of course, with some of the, with some of the, again, going back to porn, you know, one of the things about being in a sex positive community is that you can start to talk about things like, how you might have gone on a date and you know some of the conversations that I have for instance are just about with people are about how porn has influenced how people are dating nowadays Mm, you know people people coming with all sorts of expectations that clearly they must have seen in pornography because you just think like we talked about squirting and stuff now none of my normal uh, well I'm not going to call them normal because normal is the wrong word for them Uh, I would say I don't know what to call people that aren't 
you know, happy to be sex positive. Let's call them not so happy to be sex. (laughs) The vanilla people, the vanilla people. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to have a conversation about squirting with my vanilla friends. Right. But, uh, but I would have a conversation about squirting with my sex positive friends because we can all talk about that and just like, uh, what the fuck's that all about? You know, like, (laughs) and it, and it is stuff like that. Or, you know, if you're a man, it might be around, you know, issues around your erection or getting yeah. it up or, you know, well, there is whatever. More often about, there's a lot of bravado, I think, with male banter about, or, you know, the things I could do and, you know, threesomes with two women or all that sort of thing. It's, you know, it's, it remains a staple part of, uh, of the male fantasy world, really. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think much has changed there, other than um, there seems to be a greater willingness, you know, or there is a greater accessibility to the to the possibility of actually doing some of these things, you know, via apps like you know like Field or whatever. I mean, it's still yeah. it's still difficult for single men to to get on uh, with. Uh, with those sorts of apps and things, and to be taken seriously, um, but there is there's still this this male fantasy world, and and I think as you said with polyamory, you know it, it remains a fantasy in in lots of ways, and maybe that's how it should remain. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's that's what we're really about is is helping people fantasize more openly and more more honestly about their sexual desires. And that doesn't mean that you're actually going to do it at all. You do any yeah, of and these I, things. I, I mean, one of the things that I see that comes up a lot in, you know, in, in the conversations <laughs> that I have with my, with my sex positive friends is this idea of the conflict that so many people feel between the desire to develop an emotional connection with someone and a sexual connection Mm -hmm. and their desire to be able to be free, to be adventurous and curious and just have casual sex or other sexual partners Mm -hmm. and, and the, and the feelings of jealousy or feelings of insecurity or the feelings of, well, are, if I do that, are they going to get hurt? And what, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to navigate that? And, and do I actually really want that? Or do I want, you know, we're still, I think we're still so, um, we're so programmed to, to want to be in monogamy that, Any, anybody who deviates from that, there's still this tension, <laughs> constant tension between wanting to be in something stable and secure and, and fairly predictable and the desire to have adventures and fun and everything. And I suppose that's a lot of what the conversations that I have with people are, are clearly about how to navigate around all of that messiness, which is yeah, what it is. I think- yeah, I think the messiness is exactly right. You know, it we we have this open relationship, and we've both made use of it to to a greater or less, lesser extent, and um and and that's quite messy as well. And there are times when I I want more than that, you know, and I I would like to settle down with somebody else again, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Not always, but <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> 
I think it'd be quite nice. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, I enjoy the freedom. But it, it's just a, it's just a messy, messy business, really. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a word you used earlier, which I, which I, I do, I do think about sometimes, and that is that we're programmed for monogamy. And I'm not sure whether you mean that as, a, as whether we're biologically programmed for it or socially programmed for it. Is it something that's you know, that's drummed into us from an early age that we will be in a monogamous relationship and therefore that's what we look for? Or do we have a biological imperative to be to be monogamous? That that's the messiness, I think. Um and if if you're happy accepting either of those, it's less messy. But as as with most things, it's where those two things exist alongside each other, as he said. You know, you want to be monogamous, but you want to be free. You you know, and and these are contradictions that that maybe can't be resolved. No, I mean, I think it's more. My view is that it's more socially programmed than it's biologically programmed, mm. because I think that we all have. from a human biology point of view, we can all acknowledge that there's what my friend calls early relationship energy, which is, (laughs) you know, which is the energy that arises early in a relationship where you just want to fuck each other all the time. And you're just really like, you know, just can't get enough of each other. And after, you know, and if you, depending on how often you see each other, (laughs) you know, well, it depends if you're living together, it doesn't last for very long. Um, I've certainly made that that energy last for a lot longer, not not living with somebody and mm. and and having the space of time that you don't see them being less frequent. And so I feel I can artificially extend it beyond its probably prescripted human bi- biological time. But uh, but, you know, it does reach that point where um, people, psychologists and things talk about moving into the kind of love phase which is you know the deepening of the connection the deepening of the intimacy but but remove but it doesn't have that same frisson of excitement mm, right that mm. you that you get early on and and of course that early on energy is incredibly intoxicating yeah. and we and we seek it out and we either we try to kink up our partner's life yeah. so that you know we yeah. can keep it going or we just remain you know we just accept that well that's life i'm not going to get that early stuff or we cheat or we go and do something else um whatever it happens to be but i i think i think from a biology point of view that's how i see things going now obviously you there are people that love that deep love connection without the without the sparkle Mm. and and some people that manage to make the sparkle go on for longer than i thought possible um but by and large they don't and, and so, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that happens in our sixties and again, going back to being sex positive is about, is about all of that. Mm. It's just about being able to be open about all of that and going, Oh, it's a shame. I just don't feel that same that I did when I was, yeah. you know, but maybe, first met. maybe that's, that's the problem that you, you know, the one has to accept that, um, that, that, is an early part of the relationship, early sex energy, or whatever your friend called it, 
Um, yeah. And and it does go, uh, and you you don't feel that for the rest of your life. Um, and you, but what you feel is sort of a sailing into calmer, warmer waters, really. You know, uh, and I think for a lot of people that's perfectly right. You know, it's perfectly, uh, perfectly yeah. acceptable. I'm, I'm not sure it's right for me, and I've kind of always worried about that. Um, right from the very beginning, you know, of my sexual existence, yeah. I, I, I've, I've kind of worried about that, and that there's something wrong with me. But I don't think yeah. there is. I think I'm just made biologically. <laughs> In a in a different way to some people, and psychologically, I have a temperament that is constantly looking for something something new, you know, and um, that is mm. that is very dangerous, and that is very damaging, I think, to long term relationships. And maybe the problem has been that I've tried to combine combine both all the time, um, but you know, sex positivity is is often. Um, is you know attitudes towards sex are so often at the at the centre of of uh, breakdown in partnerships, and uh, it would be good if we could do something about that. And I think, as we've said so often, it's about communication. It's about it's about keeping those channels open all the time, rather than shutting them down. You know. Yeah, and. Um... And finding, so I posted on TikTok about this sex positive community that I was part of. Mm. And somebody said, left a comment and said, oh, I can't find anything about around that near me. And one of the things we spoke about was the fact that it's not necessarily like a bunch of people you're going to shag. Mm. It's literally just a bunch of people that have a similar um, attitude and similar willingness to be able to have those kind of conversations about sex without shame being attached to it, without people shutting you down, mm. without being told, I don't really want to hear this. I'm not interested. Because if you are a person for whom sex is a part, an important part of your life, then not being able to have those conversations with the people that you're close to in many other different ways for me, lessens the intensity of my relationship mm. with those people, mm. because I feel like there's always a part of me and it's the same with my personal relationships. You know, in my, I, I my last relationship, um, my last long-term relationship, the guy that I was with definitely did not want to have any knowledge of my previous sexual history, oh, right. nothing. Mm. And I felt quite shut down by that, right? Right. you know, because I just thought you don't need to know. I'm not going to I don't need to disclose the intimate details to you, but it's kind of a bit. Um, it makes me feel you don't really want to know that part of me, which is quite a significant part mm, of me. Mm. No, that's just to strange. say, like, you know, I'm not a fucking virgin, man. <laughs> <laughs> so so well, maybe so just like it, go back to that desire by a lot of men to you know this this you know to have the virgin to to be the first to have done this with that this person freshno and all the rest of it you know it's it's um it's, yeah it's difficult isn't it whereas i find your previous sex life incredibly exciting you know <laughs> yeah. I, I want to know every single detail of it 
And your current sex life as well. <laughs> I don't have a current sex life, Peter, uh, just to let you know that. Well, I know you've had a few little uh, adventures. A lot I go on dates. I go way. on dates. But I've gone on dates. I haven't had sex with anyone since we last had sex, just to let you know. Oh, that. Right. Um, yeah, well, that was no, I haven't. weeks ago. Well, I mean, you know, that's a long time. <laughs> well, in that case, neither have I. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I go on these funny dates, which, which honestly, I think to myself, you know, I better start writing a book soon because this is they're they're more ridiculous than they are. Unfortunately, they're not they're not very sexy, but they are quite amusing yeah. in their in their own crazy way, and that people are are crazy I suppose the difference between dating at this age and dating when I was younger is that when I was younger either I was more I was I suppose when I was younger I was more just like willing to go to these situations and think I'm going to get a shag out of this whereas now I think yeah, maybe, probably not. <laughs> you know, like, no, I'm not going to. If, uh, if I get a dinner out of it, I'll be, uh, it, I'll be, I'll be lucky. You know, yeah. but it's probably, it's probably not going to be a shag. But the, but the, but you know, going back to the sex positive thing, and actually going back to my very, very early dating history of online dating back in the early 2000s, I suppose what I can see the correlation between those two things now, which is quite interesting and which I do like is the fact that back when I started online dating in the early two thousands, we were kind of the, in, it was, mm-hmm. we were, we were kind of uh, the, the early vanguard. adopters. Yeah. We were the vanguards. We were, we were people who had access to the internet, which most people didn't. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we were kind of in this little exclusive club and, and yes, yeah, some of those people I had sex with and some of those people I didn't, but what, what came out of that early dating history was a bunch of really cool people who wanted to explore mm. meeting people on the internet which seemed radical at the time right <laughs> it was so it it seemed like so amazing that you could just talk to somebody over the internet and you could actually then go and meet them yeah um yeah. which now you know is is very but then then so now here we are in 2023 and there's apps like field which are making it acceptable to be able to self-declare as heteroflexible or polyamorous or mm. or you know demi-flexible or whatever term people are using sepiosexual and all yeah. that kind of stuff Two right spirits. and to say yeah. you know i like this and i like that and i want to do this and i want to do that which also is really new and feels quite refreshing having gone through plenty of fish tinder match all these kind of very predictable geared towards monogamy dating sites so i feel like there is a little bit of both going on that connects in my head which is look these people may be nothing they may not turn into any there might not be any sexual relations going on but what they are is they are open to talking about shit, <laughs> that's, yeah. and the, and that's and that's quite nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's it is good. Y- you know, um, I have and some sexual frisk on as well. I mean, it, it, yeah, that's why people listen and and you know because maybe they they get something from it as well in terms of sexual satisfaction. 
Um, you know, that it's not necessarily just sex that gives you sexual satisfaction. Talking about it yeah. can do as well, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I think, being, like I said, being amongst people for whom you can have those conversations, for whom you can feel comfortable talking about what's going on in your dating or your sex life, just mm. having people that you can relate to in that way. And, and let's face it, the doctors don't want to talk to us about it no, at this well, age. They haven't got time anyway. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, where do you go to have those conversations? Like where, where, where are those safe spaces to be able to explore all this yeah. stuff? It is difficult. Yeah. Well, there's, there's the internet. That's it really. Um, yeah. I mean, you could set up a sex positive club for your local area, but you just know that it'll be, 99% men looking for a shag, basically. Um, <laughs> like like any swingers yeah. club or whatever, it's exactly that, you know. There's a lot of um, very sad men standing around wanking. <laughs> just, and uh, it's, yeah, it's... it's yeah. But being able to talk about sex and be, be positive about sex and see sex as something... I mean, that's that's the thing that pornography has done. It's 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 degraded sex to this act, um, this very yeah. perfunctory act, you know, uh, in which women really don't figure other than as uh, a sort of glorified um, living doll. And um, and uh, and what what's happened is that sex. And everything to do with sex has has become um, commercialized, has has become uh, commodified in so many ways. And being able, you know, yeah. for me, sex positivity is about is about just being open to discussing all the ramifications ramifications of sex and all the stuff that goes on around it, and about relationships and about how you move into that, how you move out of that, how you live with different forms of sexual desire, you know, and um, mm. and that's not really, that's not really catered for uh, anywhere, really. Um, I mean, no. there are people out there who obviously feel the same, but finding them is really, really difficult, I think. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, like I say, I just stumbled upon this group when I was in the Canaries. By the way, I would appreciate if you stopped moving around so much because it's it's making sort of funny noises. Um, (laughs) There's like clicking noises happening, which might be irritating to our (laughs) listeners (laughs) saying. Um, But, yeah, I you know, I stumbled upon this group in Las Palmas. I felt very blessed and lucky to meet them. And I think it would be nice for other communities to spring up in that sort of organic way. I don't Mm. know the answer to how to do that, because as you acknowledge, it might just end up being a bunch of, you know, men who want to get off. And and then the women might be, again, just kind of sidelined in the whole thing or feel uncomfortable. And I suspect the other reason why our group is only women Mm. is because we feel comfortable talking with people of our own gender about our own issues. And maybe if there were men in our group, we wouldn't feel quite so comfortable. So, so I, so I, you know, so I think possibly there's things like that. And I suspect also that one of the things you said, which is like, 
Where do men go to have those intimate conversations? Are they even capable of them? Where where do those spaces exist for them to have those conversations about any, you know, about these different types of relationships, about how they work out the difference between their desire, their fantasy, mm. what's actually going on in their real life, yeah, you know, and all, all, all of that sort of stuff. I just don't think there's any, there's, well, I, I certainly don't know of well, any place. Well, there are I mean, men's groups, but, you know, I, but. Do they talk about sex in men's yeah, groups? Yeah, I don't know. Do. Yeah, but I find them, I find them, they go too far in the other direction, you know, of trying to deny the maleness of the male. It's very strange. It's, it's a very thing, odd thing. Um, it's a big thing in Germany. I used to go to men's groups in Germany rather than rather than Britain. I don't, you know, there are many, many more. But, but, you know, like everything in Germany, it emanated out of the 68 movement in lots of ways, and they're quite political. Um, but but there's this, un, this discomfort with male sexuality with you know, with mm. with with this sort of Dionysian energy that we supposedly have, you know, and that we're all just satyrs waiting waiting around, you know, for the right opportunity, and and that's quite a diff. You know, every discussion I've ever had with men about it kind of devolves into that sort of uh, onto that sort of level, and. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't, you know, apart from conversations with close friends, and even there, it, you know, mm. sex doesn't really come up that much, to be honest. Um, because no, and like I said, most of my close friends just don't no, really want exactly. to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so it just shuts down because it's too personal. It's too, it's too, um, it's too intimate in that sense, and maybe that's. Maybe, I mean, maybe we're the freaks because, well, obviously we are, but, you know, we're the freaks because we're prepared to talk about this stuff, um, not only with each other, but with the world on our podcast, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in conclusion, (laughs) we We don't don't know. Well, funnily enough, we don't know. Well, in con- it's funny because, you know, Substacks introduced this chat function where you can actually, on the app, you can actually set up a yeah. whole chat yeah. area. And, you know, I do, not that I want more things to do, but I do wonder if there was the opportunity to have that sort of space within Sex Advice mm. for Seniors, whether people would use that as an opportunity to have these kind of discussions between themselves. I haven't looked at it to see no. what it does. But, no, nor about um, it. But maybe you, you know, should think about setting that up. It might be a way to um, broaden the discussion um, into all sorts of different areas, stuff that we don't know, yeah. you know the I mean, unknown unknowns and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. Let us know, yeah. listeners, if that's something you'd like, and then we will think about introducing it. Until then, it's been real. <laughs> it has. <laughs> Although it's been virtual, really. <laughs> it's it's been, been virtual. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that'd be the new saying. Yeah. Okay, good. Have a good yeah. day, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.